This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 69 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Pat. I'm Eddie. And I'm Andy. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. back everybody to Hello. another awesome episode we have lined up for you setting the bar high right out of the gate <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't promise the world should i you say it's freaking awesome yeah it's wicked wicked bad this is a this is a killer episode let's just see how it unfolds it could be a mediocre episode and if it exceeds your expectations wonderful please give us a rating of one to five i mean you're done with this five <laughs> there's really one, anything below a five is a fail for us please <laughs> we are recording in a new space today Yes, we are. We are we at are. the Dreamweavers facility in the Omaha area, which is owned and operated by my wonderful aunt, Terry Myers, who she does a lot of cool stuff out here. Everything from dream interpretation to numerology classes, inspirational movie nights, and uh, it's, it's a wonderful space. You know, I don't know why we don't record here more often. Yeah, we just had to break out the Paranormal Dad's mobile unit and roll it out here, and, and we're all set up, ready to go, have some fun. Cryptid so, bus. The highly cryptid organized, bus. highly organized parts that I brought in to the table. Cords upon cords. Well, Eddie saved us with the, with the headphones today. I forgot my headphones as usual. That's, I, it's kind got, of a tradition for me these days. I don't know why I always forget <laughs> headphones. It's okay. It's kind of important for podcasting. That's like forgetting to bring your helmet to a football game. It is a little bit. <laughs> Not to bust your chops, Pat. Pat <laughs> Pat's usually the most organized out of all of us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the one who forgets his shoes on a Bigfoot hunt. <laughs> well, we, we found out you were going to be five minutes late. And I was like, oh, good. Eddie's, Eddie's going to be early then. He's going to be early. Because <laughs> <laughs> Eddie usually runs 10 minutes late. That's so a running anything, gag. Anything earlier than that, he's just he's just getting ahead of himself. Yeah, it's I have a me and time have an interesting relationship with each other. He experiences time loss quite a bit. <laughs> I do. Maybe maybe he is being abducted all these years. I'm always being abducted by aliens all the time. Yeah, they're just like, oh man, we love this guy. He's great. He just wakes up in a cornfield and he's like, where am I? Well, time again, to go <laughs> I wake up naked in the cornfield. Like, oh man, not again. That's why your shirt was on backward. Remember last episode we recorded and it your was shirt on was backwards, on? my yep. shirt and inside out. They stripped you down naked put your clothes back on they, they couldn't figure out how to how us humans wear our clothes and you just you just ran with it the rest I just of the day sat up straight in a yeah. cornfield and ran to the recording session <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be late well without further ado i guess we'll get into our first segment which is always recent sightings it's me recent sightings my recent sightings is so recent it's hot and fresh if this was like a sign it would read hot Fresh sightings <laughs> now, like hot donuts now, but hot. We can still smell it. On I can you. smell those donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was some, something amazing. So I won't reveal names because that's unprofessional. It's unprofessional to just throw names around without running out of by people first. But a close uh, friend of mine uh, requested that we, and uh, she meant the paranormal dads, but I just decided to represent all three of us, uh, <laughs> do a ghost investigation of her apartment because uh, she had been experiencing 
what I would call pretty interesting phenomena in this apartment. Poltergeisty? Uh, Alien? I wouldn't go full poltergeisty. I wouldn't go full alien. Uh, So this is a fairly new complex. And so, well, I'll give you the things that she was experiencing. She was experiencing uh, the sounds of footsteps in the apartment. Granted, you're in an apartment building. There's other sounds happening, you know, and all that. But she was hearing distinct, like, within her space footsteps. Um, And then also she was uh, hearing what she could only describe as, like, a conversation going on, like a muttering in the next room over uh, from her. Almost like this uh, person or whatever was talking to itself. Kind of like, oh, oh. mumbling. Yeah, like mumbling. Couldn't quite discern words, but could certainly discern like a voice. So there was a tonality, there was a timbre, if you will. Like a frustrated grandpa who can't find the right, you know, screw when he's working on a car. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's like us holding a flashlight for our dads outside with the car. (laughs) The the dad cursing. And so uh, that, and then also she was uh, upset one day. She was just having kind of a rough day and had went to her bed and was crying this is you know hey everybody (laughs) we're all human we all experience these things and she was crying and she sniffled she just kind of did an intake of air through her nose and there was a second or two beat and she was alone in the apartment and she heard a sniffle a direct like a like a like a mimicking of that sniff in that same room and she goes and it was like overly pronounced it was like, you know, a normal little sniff, like, <laughs> you know, I'm sad. Yeah. And, th- and this was like, <sighs> like, I was almost like, uh, and she felt like it was like, <laughs> she so it's like, hear all that, everybody? It, Something came loose in there. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my first thought, is it like, is it making fun of her or is she, it empathizing with she, her? She, I don't yeah. know. She felt like it was maybe kind of mocking her mm-hmm. in a way, you know. And not so cool, the, ghost. Not cool yeah. at That's all. That's interesting because you hear that a lot with paranormal stuff. You've, you, you hear that from aliens, like mm-hmm. aliens will mimic sounds. Bigfoot has mimicked yeah. sounds, ghosts. Yeah. It, it's kind of a thing in the paranormal world, the yeah. mimicking. Yeah. So she was, uh, got to a point where she was kind of distraught. And, you know, going through her own, you know, we, like we all do, go through her own, her own emotional journey here. And so I think the peaks and valleys of all of that for her, she was experiencing this on top of all of that, too. And it's like, that's no fun. <laughs> There's fun things, and this isn't fun. And so, and then so there's times she'd get that feeling where she'd be alone in the apartment, and then she'd feel like all of a sudden she wasn't alone in the apartment, and then it would kind of ebb and flow. And it's hard to separate our own imaginations or our own thoughts from that sometimes. And is this me? Is this really happening? So she was just like, "Oh my gosh, you have a podcast. You've done these things. You do these things. Would you be open to this?" I was like, "Sure, heck yeah!" And so I ran over to our technical guru uh, Pat Pleiss's house, and he was uh, graciously lent me our EMF detector, your EMF detector. I said, "Ours." Like, it's yeah. <laughs> we all use it. It's like we're married. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also and gave you the Ghostbuster gun, and you took off my proton with, pack, your proton and pack. And <laughs> goggles that were <laughs> ill-fitting. Oh, I'll be back. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we uh, uh, and a good friend of mine, good friend of the show, uh, Al, Big Al Garrison of Omug Comics, uh, indie comic developer here in town, wanted for his like life to be part of a ghost hunt. And so yeah. I was like, hey, here's a good opportunity. And I ran it by her. She, she thumbs up it. So we did this. Last night. So there you go. You want something, you want something recent. <laughs> that there is you go. recent. <laughs> and so what we did was um, we did an initial kind of feel of the apartment, walked around. She told us what was happening. We kind of decided to isolate a certain area. And for me, what I felt like was interesting was this was a fairly new apartment complex, less than 10 years old. And um, so history of the building, fairly fresh, not a lot in there. And my opinion, and we've talked about this a lot, is like I think that sometimes places certainly can be haunted. 
you know? Yeah. And people can be haunted, and maybe objects can be attraction type based or even haunted mm-hmm. objects, which we've done episodes sure. on. Sure, yeah, yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. How old so was the complex, you said? Ten years or less. Which is new. Yeah. In the grand yeah. scheme of things, that's a, that's a new building. But on the other hand, I mean, you have people that, that move pretty frequently. I mean, I know peop- some people move every year. And if that's the case, you've, you, you could have potentially have had 10 families in and out of there just over the course of the past decade. Absolutely. Which l- leaves a lot of leftover energy, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Who knows and I mean, what people leave behind, you know? Oh, I mean, and apartment living, and I can speak for this on my own personal thing, it's like sometimes those things are high-energy places yeah. because it's like people are kind of at weird crossroads in their lives, whether it's good, bad, and different. But it's like, like you said, it could be a lot of energy going on. So I tried to kind of not bring my own stuff into it, but I also was trying to be a little bit kind of intuitive about it and just be like, okay, so how does this feel? And for me, and I don't know why, maybe like Andy said, maybe I'm a little bit, little sprinkles of intuitive. I don't know. I I think you're very intuitive. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. Don't Um, toot your own horn, but I'll toot it for you. Toot, toot. Yeah. Eddie's a very intuitive being. Mm, Thanks, bud. Uh, so I was like, I think personally, it's either attached to her or something that she owns. And this person in particular tends to kind of add, a, put a lot of like um, meaning into things, into like possessions. Not that this person's materialistic, but like this is something my great great grandma gave me, or something like that. Like some people hold on loosely to things, and some people kind of tend to hold on to a couple things. And I think for her, some certain objects hold deeper meaning. So I just said, is there anything in this house that you maybe have? Uh, an emotional attachment to, or when you think of it or see it, you have a feeling versus to seeing that bar stool you bought that two weeks ago. Like, is there anything like that? She's like, as a matter of fact, there is something that I have in this house, and it happens to be, and this is where we're all <laughs> a super old china doll. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Let's get the doll out. Let's let's burn it and throw the ashes <laughs> in the dumpster. And we pulled up to the doll, and its eyes were on fire. <laughs> I was like, no. How, so how old is old? How how old? Where did she get it from? Great great grandma. Uh, this doll is probably a hundred plus years old. Oh wow! Is it yeah. made out of a corn husk? Or what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of those like prairie looking like, like dolls. A porcelain. Porcelain oh, nice. china, legit china doll. Like this doll's head is made out of like a teacup. You know, like oh, this wow. is not. You know, and it feels old, and it is old, and it's been kind of refurbished and cleaned, but that is an old doll. And so she's like, this is something that's been handed down to me. It does have a lot of emotional stuff to it. And then she had another thing, and there was like a little a little plaque that she had hung up on the wall. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, not that you want to always be like, it's a doll. It's creepy. Whoa. Let's put. But I was like, yeah, of course, dolls tend to get a lot of attention. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're put up yeah. on shelves. They're looked at. They're handed down to children, all these things. They turn their head on their own and look at you <laughs> in the middle of the night. They turn their head. They pull knives out of the bed and chase after you. And we all know how dolls are. We know what you're doing at night when we're sleeping. And so I just said, let's just pull it. And I was, we were very respectful. We weren't like yeah. making jokes. We were like, let's take the doll out. Let's put it on the couch. And just put it there as kind of a part of this whole thing. I like that approach because, as we've said on previous episodes, you have some of these hot shot, you know, big ego ghost hunting shows, and they're they're, they're taunting the spirits. Like, yeah. come, come at me, bro. Yeah, you know, so gross. push me, push me down the stairs. Come on, ghosts! Yeah. Is that all you got, ghosts? Breaks a bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's fight, ghosts! I was like, this is silly. I just think it's bad. It's bad karma right, anyway. Right. You come in all aggro and start flipping tables over to fight these yeah. ghosts, and then you go home and you like have angry ghosts in this person's house. Yeah. No wonder. And so, right? And so we just said, let's put the doll out. Let's be, you know, chill and respectful. But we'll do kind of a sit down. And we had um, um, her and my friend Al and myself. And then she also had um, her sister and um, 
um, her nephew there because he wanted to be part of this. So we all hung out in a little circle, not seance style. We didn't have the ball, in the, uh, the ball, the doll. <laughs> it's a haunted ball. <laughs> not nearly as scary. Um, the doll was kind of like actually part of the circle of us. So not in the middle, but certainly we were all kind of like in a half, like horseshoe shape, like kind of facing the doll. Mm-hmm. And we just took the EMF detector and put it, and we did an initial sweep of the whole house. Super chill house as yeah. far as EMF is concerned. Nothing green, green lights. I just, and it takes a lot to get that thing, and we can even show it uh, to, yeah. to, to move. I mean, if you have it up to your iPhone and you start doing stuff with your phone, unlocking it and swiping the screen, you'll see the lights kind of move like boop, boop, boop as you're doing stuff. But you got to hold it up to some pretty high, like a TV that's on or like a, a, a blender that's, that's currently going. Yeah, I remember, didn't we hold that up to like a, a power box in the theater that we investigated out in Grand Island? Yeah, and it kind of... It, it, yeah, hardly reacted at all. So it's not a very sensitive piece of equipment. It's not picking up every little tiny piece of EMF. Uh, it takes a bit to get it to to move. It really mm-hmm. does. Um, and so even with some of the hotter responses, like not responses, but like when I'd hold it up to like the toaster, uh, you know, and you have to turn the toaster on, uh, it would get up into the yellow-orange-ish, not even to the red, necessarily, uh, spectrum of it. And... Um, so we were just kind of getting a baseline sweep of the house. I probably spent about you know ten minutes going around just checking, like you said, transformer. I'm sorry, uh, like um, those um, like a power box. The power boxes, thing. checking those, going to, and we got like kind of what you would expect for those things. But the general overall area was just green, mm-hmm. just boring, mm-hmm. uh, frankly. And then, yes, when I put the doll down on the couch, held it up by the doll, swept the doll, swept the couch, swept everything, just green. Nothing moved on this thing at all. Mm-hmm. So then put it in front of the doll, still green. So we turn the lights out. And this is where I get into like specifics with people when we do these things because there are skeptics, which I, which I say, good on you, skeptics. Be skeptical because you do want to not turn that part of your brain off, like you said, right. Andy. Well, not, not everything is paranormal. And you, you said you had Al Garrison with you? Yeah. And he, he's a little more on the skeptical side like he wants to believe yeah. but he but he has never really had um definitive experiences you know that 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 light bulb goes off above his head like oh my gosh that's truly unexplained but he wants to believe yeah he's open to he it he just wants to see it he's open to it but he's also not going to just you know he wants to have that kind of experience he doesn't yeah. want to have just stories and stuff like that so so yeah very much you want to lean towards the side of like I need more than just the willingness to want this beat to be or whatever so we put it near the doll, and it's very, frankly, boring. So we turn the lights off. And the reason why you turn off lights isn't so you get spooky feelings. Now, the thing is, you do, because we're people, and the dark is unknown, and it's hard to see. Honestly, the more of these things that we've done and we do, it's less, you don't get scared, because you're like, yeah. ah, <laughs> this is where I live. Um, but you do it because it allows less input into your experience so now instead of just relying on visual you're also looking you're you're listening more intently you are paying attention to the air around you you just it's kind of like the classic thing like you close your eyes to kind of like heighten your other senses just and that's what my experience has been like we tend to be more receptive when we can't necessarily see right you know or you, you can certainly see less easy. Like, you know, you're not relying on your eyes so much. So we turn the lights off. We sit around in a circle. 
And we just kind of address in general, like, hello, if anyone's there, you know, my name is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. And it's very conversational. And, you know, that's at least my kind of theory on this, is that I don't want to get, like, like you said, Andy, aggro and weird. Um, but we do get specific. You know, this is why we're here. This is so-and-so. She says you're doing these things. Is this true? You know, if you're here, what do you want? So um, within a minute, this light that for this entire time had remained completely solid green started lighting up. I mean, and this is where you guys, you know, and it was very much like everybody saw it too, which I was very happy about. Of course, did we have a camera on it? No, because I didn't think about it. No, we did after the fact. Um, but the first round of this, it was odd because we only had the lights out maybe like two minutes and then this thing just started going crazy i mean absolutely crazy it was just like we 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 holding it in the really? red in the red dude <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like okay so something is happening here and so we tried to get what i would call an intelligent response kind of thing going. like okay so okay there you are if you're here we're going to use this as a way to say yes or no Okay, so if it's a yes, go ahead and touch the green light. And if it's a no, leave it alone. Mm -hmm. uh, basically got no real intelligent responses to speak of. Like okay. I would ask very specific, simple questions. Like, do you like being here? Do you like the people in here? You know, and just nothing that you could really hang your hat on. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then at one point, um, Al, of all people, this, this man who's very skeptical and all that, he goes... I have this strange feeling that there's this kind of almost energy, like pacing around the room, like going in circles. And the, the floor plan of the apartment is very conducive to that. Like it has an island and a living room, but you could easily like run laps around this main floor and you wouldn't, you know, you could. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think you're wrong. And then I had this strong impression of somebody just staring at us from the kitchen. Just not mean mugging, but just kind of like, you know, and I'm like, I didn't say anything. I just kind of kept that to myself. And then Al, once again, the skeptic, looks at me and kind of goes and points right at the kitchen. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then later on, I told him, I go, it's funny you did that because I kind of had that feeling that there was someone just hanging out in the kitchen, like, like literally, like sitting back. And so, I picked up the EMF detector and decided to kind of follow around. <laughs> and very distinct feeling that as I moved, so did this thing. So wherever I was, it wasn't like oh we're gonna play this game okay boop yeah. boop boop and so i was like okay i'm not really getting much of anything so i put the emf detector back in front of the doll sat down with al and we just started kind of talking amongst ourselves and before we knew it this thing started lighting back up again just wee -wee -wee -wee, back into the red and that was when he was filming he did have the wherewithal to put his camera on this thing and so we were getting responses but nothing that i would say was intelligent mm -hmm. and so uh, after that, we had done some EVP work. I have yet to review all that because it's, you know, we had like four phones recording, so essentially four hours worth of right. <laughs> EVP to listen to. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're going to give that a listen and just see what, see what jumps out, uh, maybe. But uh, as it stands right now, I would say probably inconclusive, but certainly something. Uh, some responses we got uh, to just us being there, I think, frankly. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, it was very much centered on that doll it was very interesting and so uh after that we had a discussion with uh, my friend and just kind of what she felt about that and uh, but it was really interesting and it was kind of a mixed bag i think people feel good about at least feeling like they're not crazy there's at least some validation of this but also it's like 
I can't really do much for you yet. We don't know if this is maybe a relative or if this is just some like some energy that's attached to you emotionally or what. We don't know what it is quite yet. So that's kind of where we're at in that like question mark. And that's the fun part because now the now the real work begins of going back and listening to four hours of pretty much silent audio. Uh-huh. You know, which hopefully you can do at work as you're working. Oh yeah, or driving. Yeah. You know, you just play hit play and just drive around. And yeah. But uh, it, it's, it'll also be interesting to see how things go in the apartment going forward. Yes. You know, did you stir something up? Did you cause it to, you know, simmer down or or become more active yeah. by being there? Yeah. Yeah, That's a, I told her that. I was like, here's the thing. Um, don't be surprised if you see an uptick in some of this stuff or right. just keep an eye out. I encourage her to keep a journal, write this stuff down, t- date and time when she might observe something. I also wanted to maybe not encourage her to like start doing like, and you've mentioned this Andy too, if people like, if they notice like they hear voices, if they start recording the voices, it could actually increase the activity. Is that something? Yeah, it could. I mean, it depends on the the place and the person and the spirits that they're dealing with, you know, ghosts, ghost spirits. They're just like people. They're all different. Yeah. You know, but if you, if you're looking for a surefire way to, to stir up some paranormal activity in your house, do some renovation. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirits who are attached to a particular place—they don't like that. You know, Grandpa built your the house with his bare hands in the 1950s. Don't go rearranging stuff. You know, yeah. he liked it how it was. Yeah, yeah. that shag carpet was fine the way it was. <laughs> it was great. That wood paneling was beautiful. Leave that wood <laughs> paneling alone. Nothing, nothing's up to code. Just leave it as it is. <laughs> lead, lead paint's good for you. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll follow up for sure uh, with this person and just see how things go. But I mean, yeah, it, you know, you sit, you walk in the door to some of these things, not knowing what to expect, and I certainly didn't expect to be sitting there chatting with a. Face to face with a China doll. <laughs> it's just how paranormal dads spend our Saturday nights, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. It's just a normal Saturday <laughs> night in the life of us. Well, well, coming up next, we got pop culture and the paranormal, and Andy is on top of this one. Here we go. All right. It's time for pop culture and the paranormal. Okay, pop culture and the paranormal. Uh, you know, I love doing this show with you guys. I, I, I love you, Andy. <laughs> love all around, man. Valentine's wasn't too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, Eddie's in Valentine's mode all year long. Every day is Valentine's He's just a romantic day. guy. <laughs> just basically a big old heart with arms and legs with walking big around. Big Valentine. With a big old beard. <laughs> Bearded heart. Uh, well, I love doing this show, but the, the reality is we're merely one fish in a, in a really big podcasting pond. A very big podcasting pond. And we're podcast enthusiasts. You know, we just uh, we don't just record these episodes. We're avid listeners as well. Every single day of the year, I yeah. fall asleep listening to other paranormal podcasts, and then I'm shocked, you know, uh, as to why I have nightmares a lot. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but there's a lot of good shows out there, and I just wanted to give people a little a rundown of some of the some of the other shows that I personally have been enjoying the last couple of years. Nice. Uh, some are kind of long running; they're on you know season you know 58, and you know some are a little bit newer, but have hit the ground running. And uh, so this is a shout out because I, I don't view these shows as competition; they're they're colleagues. These are yeah. You know, the reality is if you're listening to like one episode a day, like no, there, there's very few podcasts that can churn out one episode per day. Right. So you might as well spread the love around. Check out some of these other shows. And, yeah, and Rising Tide raises all ghost ships. <laughs> <laughs> Philosoph- wow. Very philosophical, Eddie. Hmm. 
uh, in no particular order, uh, but one that I've been listening to for quite a while. It's called Mysterious Universe. You guys heard about this one? I have heard. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's been going a long time. Uh, it's, it has an explicit rating. Uh, you know, sometimes they use colorful language, but but rarely. Gosh dang um, it! But I love <laughs> listening to it. They're two guys from Australia, um, Benjamin and Aaron. That explains it. <laughs> well, they're just great. It's just fun to listen to an Australian accent. But the the one thing that I like about this show is the the depth. Oh my gosh! Each episode that these guys do is on a book. Like they oh, read wow. they read an entire book for every single episode. They have oh, hundreds man. of episodes. These dudes are well read. Wow. So th- so they do basically a deep dive into the book, the subject, the author, the storyline, and okay. then and each episode's like gosh over well over an hour, and then they have something called the plus extension for subscribers which goes like a whole nother hour. So the, wow. it's really in-depth. They cover everything from, oh gosh, uh, you know, mysterious lands. Uh, they, they have unknown creatures, cryptids, ghost stories, time travel stories, uh, lesser known historical characters and weird things that they encountered, cults, um, you name it. Uh, but Mysterious Universe, it's good. Every time they come out with a new episode, I kind of get Jones in to watch that one. Have you guys heard of one called uh, Strange and Unexplained? No, I haven't no. heard of that one. It's a newer one. I love the host. Uh, hosted by a lady named Daisy Egan. And I love this because it's, it's really funny. Um, let's see. They've, they've had a lot, of, a lot of really good reviews. It's listed as a true crime mm. show. And in a way, it kind of is because she does cover a lot of uh, disappearances. She covered the Malaysian airline flights that that disappeared, right. uh, some unsolved murder cases. But she also covers other things, you know, such as uh, UFO stories. There was a Bigfoot one, uh, Crimes of the Century. Um, those true crime podcasts, man. Those are like the one people are into those. Oh, there is a ton of that stuff. Yeah. Um, if if you've seen the. Uh, show on, I think it's Hulu with um, Steve Martin, uh, Steve Martin, Martin and Short. Martin Short, um, murders in this apartment or only, something. Only murders in o- the building. Only murders in the building. You, uh, you might like this. It's actually it, pretty. It, it's a really good, really good show. Um, I just finished season one last night. Yeah. But they're 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 doing a true crime podcast, trying to actually solve a murder that happened in their building. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of people that listen to true crime. I mean, it's just it's just trending right now. I was at Target the other day, and they have board games of mur- uh, murder mysteries, <laughs> and you got to solve the clues and put it together. Uh, it's hot. Yeah, I I can't disagree with with what's trending in society. Not really my cup of tea, you know. Uh, yeah. D- partly because I'm bad at solving <laughs> mysteries. Well, Remember we did that escape room together, guys, oh, yeah. years ago. Yeah. I was useless. Yes. <laughs> I was like, you'd think the intuitive guy could, you know, help out a little bit. I, I didn't know what was going oh, on. Oh yeah, 20 I, minutes in, Andy was in the corner, self-soothing. <laughs> I was like, just, Andy, no. I was sucking my thumb. Like, I want to get out. I want to get out. <laughs> We're gonna die in here. <laughs> Andy, we no. did make it out, by the way. We Spoiler did. alert. We did. We did. Okay. With like with like 10 minutes to spare. Uh, I thought I thought it, it was like close. 10 seconds. Oh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was close, yeah. yeah. But anyway, Strange and Unexplained with Daisy Egan. Wonderful show. Another one I've been listening to is called uh, uh, Supernatural. It's just called Supernatural. The host is called Ashley, is named Ashley Flowers. And this one is is relatively newer, but it's gained a, a really big following. And I like this because she covers a lot of different genres of the paranormal. And each episode is, it tells you what type of ep- episode it is, like what category it falls into. So some of the different categories of episode topics are haunted episodes, uh, episodes about the unknown, uh, episodes about the mystical, uh, 
you know, but yeah, everything from uh, Alien. There's there's one Alien, so uh, disappeared. So yeah, she she does some true crime stuff as well. But it's really well done. I think she's uh, one of the podcasts that scripts it out, basically writes mm-hmm. it beforehand, and right. then she reads. But yeah. it's 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 really in depth. Uh, of course, I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, give a shout out to Monsters Among Us, yes. Yes. Uh, one of our favorite podcasts, hosted by Travel Channel's Derek Hayes, mm-hmm. and uh, he's, he's had a good thing going for many years now. It's a call-in show, so paranormal uh, you know, witnesses, people who have seen UFOs, Bigfoot, ghost stories, uh, even, even, even more bizarre uh happenings but people see these things they call in they, they share firsthand accounts of what they experienced and, and, and i love it too because you can hear the genuine tone in their voice you can hear the terror and yeah. how they're describing what they yeah. saw you know and derek always throws his two cents in on what he thinks about the call and what it could have been or what yep. just his impressions on the call and uh he uses a super cool well for, kind of spooky voice <laughs> it, it's funny because he'll he'll uh, if he has an episode with a guest on, his voice changes quite a bit. bit. Yeah. But uh, um, he, he's a great host. It's almost going? like a persona. I noticed yeah. that because he had like a roundtable discussion or he had a guest on the other day, and they were just bantering yeah. just like we are. Yeah. Completely normal. But right. when he hosts his vo- when he hosts his own episode, like he goes into kind of creepy mode. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, that's okay. It's, right? awesome. it's okay. I like yeah. a little bit of theatrics sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he give us a little shout out too on his show at one point? He, he did. actually did. Yeah. 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 He, he was mentioning uh, all the other podcasts who had done an episode or had mentioned the phenomena of the mirrored men. Right. Which he's he's pretty big into on that episode. So yeah, he gave a shout out to Paranormal Dads. We were, yeah, it's we were honored. Fun. It's kind of fun. And then the last one I'll mention, uh, of course, Dogman Encounters Radio. That's Andy's a real favorite. good one too. Oh man, if I had a nickel for every time that gave me a nightmare. I wish I had a nickel for every episode that guy puts out. Dude, it's insane. Three hundred and ninety some, I think he's up to yeah. at least. Yeah, uh, uh, just tons of content. Just uh, for a fun fact, uh, Nightmare Nickel was my nickname in prison. <laughs> Nightmare Nickel Fossler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told out high fives. That's all I did. But, I mean, and he doesn't even do, you know, he's not doing aliens. He's not doing uh, ghosts or anything. He's, he's strictly dogman type stuff. And, yeah. and, you know, he's got over 300 episodes. Oh, 350, yeah. 60 yeah. episodes, something like that. His name is Vic Cundiff. Uh, very minimalistic show. He doesn't interrupt his guests. He doesn't even offer a lot of his own personal thoughts on it. it. In some episodes, it's like the guest talking for 45 minutes straight, uninterrupted, half the time in tears and, yeah. and panicking and having PTSD from these up-close encounters with werewolf-type creatures. Last episode I listened to is a sweet nurse from Detroit, like metropolitan Detroit, like on the suburbs of the city. She uh-huh. saw a dogman multiple times up close, ran right in front of her car, eight foot tall, and and he had to break two times because she was hysterically crying, trying to relay what she saw. Oh my gosh! Um, great show. Don't uh, don't listen to it if you scare easily. Don't <laughs> listen to it at night uh, if you have anxiety. Um, but those are some shows to check out. And there's you know we're spoiled for choices because you'll never get through them all. So I have one I can throw honorable mention. Yeah. For, uh, conspiracy theories. It's a uh, Spotify uh, exclusive. And hey, guess what? We're on Spotify too, kids. We if you, are. If you love that Spotify, if you're like, no, Spotify is my only thing. We're there too. 
But uh, <laughs> Conspiracy Theories, uh, it's a really great uh, podcast, and they get into several other things, like not just uh, the paranormal. But uh, shockingly, the paranormal comes in quite a bit on a lot of their conspiracy <laughs> Do theories. Do they cover Flat Earth Theory? <laughs> please, please tell me there's Flat Earthers on there. Oh, I mean, they've done an episode on it. Yeah. They're very science-based. In fact, okay. they have the show as various two hosts, and one is very very much into the paranormal, and one is a very hard skeptic. So it's kind of right. neat that those two balance uh, yeah. each other out and try That's to kind of come Mulder to and Scully approach from very X-Files. Much, very much yeah. so. Yeah. 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 Tinfoil hat included? Yes, yeah. always. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks. That, that wraps up our, our pop culture and, and the paranormal segment. Um, and I wanted to keep this kind of brief, because this is basically just the appetizer, if you will, because we have a really juicy main mystery coming up next. So snuggle in, hunker down, and here we go. Here it comes. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> Welcome to the main mystery. And for today's episode, we actually have a very, very special guest, one of my favorite human beings on this crazy planet, Terry Myers. And she also happens to be my aunt. So welcome to the show, Terry. Hi, Thank- Terry. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thanks for um, having me on. This is just a great opportunity here to talk with some very lively men and to let you know a little bit more about the energy that you're carrying with you from uh, into this particular lifetime. So um, I, I love that we talk about energy so much because that is actually, actually what you brought with you in order to live your life. Everything has a vibration. Everything everything has a characteristic with that vibration. And when you look at the, the, um, the genesis of numerology, the fa- father of numerology was Pythagoras, who, oh, wow. was, who was a mathematician and philosopher back in, gosh, 2,500 years ago. Okay. And he was um, the, one of the teachers of Socrates. So wow. he just was, you know, he's some, a force to be reckoned with. I'm just and thinking Pythagorean theorem here. Yeah. And, and it is. That's, that well, is exactly... A squared plus B squared, baby. Well, I'm thinking 2,500 years. That's about how long it took me to get through algebra. <laughs> yeah. I had to retake it so many times. I'm thinking when Terry just says Socrates, and I thought instantly Bill and Ted. So, so great. Oh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. So, so great. Awesome movie. Anyway, Classic. Sorry. sorry. Well, Pythagoras figured out that um, every number has its own characteristic and its own vibration. Now, how he figured this out, I have no clue. He must have had a direct connection to the divine to figure this out. And he often said um, there's a difference between digits and numbers. Digits are for calculations, and numbers have a soul. Okay, wow. That's, that's, yeah, it almost gives me goosebumps. I never thought <laughs> wow. about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So every number that we're dealing with in our name or our um, date of birth carry an energy. And we all have a variety of numbers and names, or letters in our, in our names. So with that in mind, what I've done for each of you is to come up with your life path number. Life path is, um, I know you believe in re- reincarnation, Andy, because you've written the Sky Diaries, so you mm-hmm. understand uh, reincarnation is real. And so we return over and over and over again to live different experiences every time we come. We wouldn't want to every life to be the same. And so we get to choose what it is that we want to emphasize in any given um, lifetime. 
And so each of you got to choose what it is you wanted to work on, just like Earth is school. Mm -hmm. And so you get to figure this out. So with Andy, when he came, he came up with a series of names. You actually figured out the date of birth that you wanted to be, the day you wanted to be born, so you would carry a certain energy in your lifetime. Now, the way you figure out your life path number is to take your date of birth and add up all the digits to end up and then reduce it down to one digit. So in your particular life path, your uh, date of birth, Andy, you were born in February, so that's a two. And then you were born on the 17th. So you add the two plus the one plus the seven. And then you look at the, the year of birth, 1981. So when you add all of those digits together, you come up with 29. But that's only two digits. Mm -hmm. So then you add the two and the nine together, you get 11. It's a very special number, and we'll come back to that. And then you add the one and the one together, and you get two. And that's your life path. Now, actually, Andy, you are uh, vibrating at two different levels. An 11 is a master number, very uh, heavy on intuition, mm -hmm. intuition itself. And then you re reduce that, and the number two is that one-on-one -on -one connection with people. So if you want to take a look at your well, life yeah, that, path. That makes sense, vibrating at two different levels. Is that, is that why I don't know if I'm coming or going half that's, the time? That's it. <laughs> But no, you know, it, but seriously, I guess it would make a little bit of sense, you know, as a as a psychic medium, uh, almost to have one foot, one foot in in our world and one foot in the spirit world, so to speak. Um, so, did you want me to to read the the central focus here sure, that you had sure. printed out for us? Mm -hmm. This is so this is so thorough. This is a deep dive. I mean, we're we're usually impressed when Eddie brings a couple chicken scratch scribble notes in his field journal. Like this is next level. This yeah. is printed out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So for the 11 uh, life path number um, in the numerology world here, it says illumination. And so the central focus, uh, it says the subject, which is me, right? I'm That's the subject. Right. That's right. Uh, must learn an awareness of the spiritual world and the relation of that world to the material world. With this master number, he has added perceptions, added awarenesses, different cap uh, capabilities of understanding. These perceptions and capabilities take much effort to develop, but once developed, the individual is capable of far more ability and attainment than most others. And it says the 11 must learn to trust and develop his own intuition to tune in to forces beyond. Uh, he would do well to involve himself with psychic or occult studies. Hey. 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 hey, hey <laughs> and he says, uh, it says uh, he must recognize himself as a channel for awareness and inspire others with his purity. The subject will, with development and growth, become aware of the special knowledge that has been given to him. It is important that he spread his illumination for others' benefit. Very nice. cool. And sometimes that's also known when you are that person who is... Um, vibrating at that higher level you're considered an inspirational teacher as well so spot on right it's pretty yeah it's pretty, pretty yeah. I, I try to inspire others that's for sure that's yeah it, it's it's so weird to think of you know who would have thought that the letters in our you know that the numbers the can be day. can be broken down and yeah it's it's uh, kind of mind-boggling isn't it that's crazy. I've been looking forward to this main mystery because I really want to know what, why Eddie is the way Eddie is. So I can't <laughs> wait to get to him next. <laughs> well, one of the things, and I mentioned that you're vibrating at two different levels, and you would explain this to me when I first got into numerology. You would explain that 
when you're at work, you're vibrating at that 11 or that illumination level because your intuition is kicked in and you have to dial it up in order to, um, to be able to operate on that level. And then you also explained to me that when you come home, you're not psychic Andy anymore. Yeah. You are dad. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when you look at the next, um, you know, the, the next information here, uh, an emphasis on the two life path, which is um, calculated from adding one and one together, mm-hmm. you look at the central focus there and it's just a little bit more personal rather than out in the kind of the mystical world. So if you wanted to kind of hit the highlights on that. On the characteristics? Um, yeah, the characteristics would be great. Says extremely capable at whatever work he chooses, capable of rising to the top of his profession, uh, idealist, uh, impractical, uh, dreamer, uh, inspirational, and nervous, says nervous tension. The special awareness and capabilities are accompanied by tension. The tension is usually quite obvious, but is occasionally hidden beneath an applied veneer of strength. It's interesting, yeah. That's you. Yeah. That's you. Dreamer, often, dreamer, it says, often more dreamer than doer. Yeah. Sometimes can dream of the accomplishment, but can't make it happen. Well, you know, I think a lot, yeah, that goes for a lot of us, I think, sometimes, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, dream, but, but then we're into the territory of law of attraction and manifestation, and you're always saying if you're trying to manifest your dreams, you, you have to put in some work, because unless you're putting in some work, the universe isn't going to meet you halfway. That's so, right. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. not a wishing well. Yeah. Right. Right. So when you're operating in that lower level, that number two level, to be one of the paranormal dads, because that's what it is, you, you're dialing down your vibration, so you can live that, that, um, that cooperation, mediation relationship you have there. So if you look at the characteristics, you're sensitive to others' feelings. You hate conflict, don't you? I just, yeah. That's my kryptonite. I mean, we, uh, we've known you what now? I've known you what, six years, seven? I don't even know how many years now. We've never had beef. We've never had beef. No, we don't. Like, we don't I just, yeah. Just, well, I don't think we avoid it either, but I think we, we communicate really well as yeah. friends. I think that, that's something for all three of us, frankly. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. for you know, as since and all three of us, we get along great. But I think all three of us have you know high levels of empathy. We just don't like conflict. We shy away from it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'd agree with that. Yep. And you show a great deal of consideration for other people. You're a good friend, right? And you express and receive that friendship and love. So, and that's it in a nutshell for you mm-hmm. and your um, your life path. Do we want to go to Eddie next? Let's oh, do please. Eddie. Do Eddie. Eddie, lay down on the sofa. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your childhood, Eddie. God darn it, y'all. So I start tearing up. I just run for the door. Watch, there, there is just... no number for Eddie's <laughs> Eddie comes out with like a zero. It's like, it's like pie. It's a giant bagel. Yeah. <laughs> 3.1 Fibonacci sequence. It's like, what kind of number? Well, Eddie, you are special. When the, with your life path, you are special. So you take your date of birth, which is um, October the 5th of 1977, and you add all those digits together, and you end up with 30. Hmm. Okay. Anytime you see a zero behind a number like this, the potential for living that life path is limitless. Oh, wow. So, and in this particular situation, your number three of 30 means that you are seeking self-expression. And continuing to seek that self-expression. And I don't know what kind of ways that you might find that. Sometimes it's in writing. Sometimes it's 
acting, sometimes it's podcasting. Yeah, sometimes it's all of the above. Sometimes it's all of the above. Yeah. Where's the silly where's the silly voices and accents? I don't see that Yeah. Is that in here? That's self expression for sure. So you are seeking that that joy of living and that um, self-expression. And if uh, you want to look at some of the characteristics or the central focus of that. Yeah. Do you mean to read this? Sure. That, well, how about the, the characteristics? The, uh, the characteristics. Okay. Uh, warm and friendly. Stop me, Andy, if this doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I could find two words to describe you, that would be it. Warm and friendly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, very uh, has awkward talking about himself. <laughs> has awkward <laughs> time. Look over there. Eddie's brain just broke. <laughs> no, uh, w- uh, very social. A welcome addition to any social si- situation. Knows how to make others feel at home. Uh, good conversationalist. A delight to listen to, and the ability to listen to others too. Um, I like to hope I listen well at this point in my life. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, talent with words, speaking, writing, singing, huh, or acting, as possible vocations or avocations. What's an avocation? Word of the day. What's that? I don't know. Well, avocation. Avocation is kind of like a uh, like a hobby, like a something you do, kind of almost like a not not so much a job, but something. Vocation I'm familiar with. Vocation, you're getting paid for that. That's your profession. Your avocation is where your passion lies. Oh, snap. Mm -hmm. It's true. (laughs) It's like that meme from The Office. It's true, though. (laughs) Um, Creative imagination, often latent. Late? Often late? Latent. (laughs) Latent. (laughs) Sorry. Same yes. thing. <laughs> Same difference. It's like this, I was that's spot on. Guys, look up Mormon Standard Time. It's a thing. <laughs> I was raised Mormon. It's a legit thing. 20 to 30 minutes late to everything. <laughs> the three recognizes the possibilities but may not be moved to develop through creativity. Now, I, I can speak to this because I think a good chunk of my life I felt this almost like, um, I would almost call it like an ache to create everything stuff i just wanted to make things and i wanted to make things that felt like they came from me not from someone else's vision you know and i didn't want to work with friends or people that i felt like uh, passionate about but um i'd say more than half my life that just kind of sat there you know and then i think i hit a critical point you know almost 10 years ago where i was like i mean i think i almost compared it, as i punched the mic there you go everybody it's a little <laughs> uh, i compare it to like i had like a pencil in my brain that was kind of sustaining this kind of like um, expectation. And then one day it just snapped in half. And I was like, and I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to do the things that I really believe in. And I don't care what comes of it. And if it's good, awesome. If it causes me friction, cool. I'm just going to go with what I feel uh, inspired to do. Mm-hmm. And and I remember the go. day when, you know, we all knew Eddie was had a podcast. And then one day he's like, okay we're going to take this to the next level and I'm going to have like 14 podcasts and they're going to be under the umbrella of the podcast arcade network. Yeah, I just kept so going. I kept you just swinging. kept running with it. Yeah. You just had to create. Well, and I've retired a couple and I'm looking at actually kind of starting a couple more, <laughs> um, but it's just one of those things. No, you're right. Uh, um, this is actually really interesting. Yeah. Well, it's your creativity. And whenever you are living your life path, then you do find that joy. Mm-hmm. And if you're not living it, then you will find that you're just, you know, you just don't have that. And a number three actually is that self-expression and that joy of living. Mm. You can't do that if you're not doing what it is that you're passionate about. Yeah. So. That's something else. I'm looking at the negative expression, too. On the <laughs> go, go ahead, if you like. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, the joy of living. Uh, you got it. Well, for every good, there's a potential down, right? Like for every like strength, there could be a potential. I don't want to say weakness, but a challenge, right? Yeah. Like uh, a three may be so delighted with the joy of living that his life becomes frivolous and superficial. Literally chasing after butterflies. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he may scatter his abilities and express little sense of purpose. I would say direction. Sometimes I think it's just this explosion of just like ah. And then it's like, well, where are you going with any of this? And it's like, yeah. When, on the other hand, he has difficulty developing his given capabilities, he may retreat into himself. He may feel uncomfortable in social situations. <laughs> oh, not really. May prefer <laughs> to hide his feelings rather than express them. I think that those are the undeveloped things maybe over time that, you know, if you gave into your... Yeah, and the negative expression, not everybody expresses on, sure. in that way. Yeah. It might just be a pick-and-choose kind of thing. Sometimes I'm that way, sometimes I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people don't, don't experience most of the negative expressions that are, are, that are listed or that are part yeah. of a yeah. three. So. But awesome. I, pe- people like Eddie are fun to be around because with all this creativity, you, you bring in friends and family and, and people to be a part of these projects that you're working on. Yeah. And it's infectious. Like, the enthusiasm is infectious. And, you know, and, and I've said this a million times on the, on the show before, but once upon a time, Eddie was a stranger. He was a client of mine who came to me for a psychic reading. And I was like, holy smokes, you've had more past lifetimes than anyone I've ever met. Uh-huh. And I so, just can't get it right. <laughs> can't get it right, man. Keep coming back. Keep coming back. But is that, is that enthusiasm? And as an old soul, I've noticed people who are an old soul, they have tons of hobbies, lots of passions, lots of interests. So much so that, you know, some people like Eddie can't fit them all in. There's not enough hours in the day to do all the things that you enjoy doing. Absolutely. Yeah, create, like, create. you know, put me back in there, coach. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, li- <laughs> you know, into, we, you know, I shed this mortal coil and go back to yeah. the, you know, to the uh, all, the all spark. And I like limp in with missing teeth and an eye patch. Send me back. I'm not done. <laughs> Take a swig of water. Come right back for your You've next lifetime. There. You've been there so many times. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. Thank you so much, Terry. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Pat. Uh oh. You have a. You were born. Um, oh my gosh, you are so special. Uh oh. You yes, are. We, we always knew it. We knew it. Always. He's knew the this. tech guy with a heart of gold. Oh, that's right. I'm out of this special. <laughs> yeah, you are special. So, um, your date of birth, uh, November the twenty second, nineteen sixty nine, and when you add those all together, you end up with thirty one. Or, and when you add that together, you end up with four. And so what you are seeking is the stability in life, order and structure. Order. Order in the court. Order in the court. <laughs> and whatever it is that you're really passionate about, you might be one of those people that want to learn everything you can about it and then share it with other people. Does that I, ring a bell? Yeah, it does. It does. To some, yeah. to some extent, yeah. I think. Yeah. Pat's, Pat's very thorough. He, like, like we said earlier, he's very organized. He keeps our ducks in a row. Yeah. Order. That's yeah. exactly what a four will do. <laughs> I have a big four number showing up in my chart as well. I do. And it's just one of those things. You want things to be structured. You want things to be in their place. The fantastic four. That's it. That's <laughs> right. Pat, Pat likes to have kind of a plan. I think that's, yeah. that's, that's the word, I think. Yeah. Well, well, like we were down in Missouri, and you guys were like, okay, let's jump this fence and see where it goes. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute. Hold <laughs> on. Like, let's rappel down this mountain. And Pat's like, what What kind of a plan is this? We'll sidebar this real quick. There was a point where you were like, dude, if you go over that fence, someone might shoot at you. And I'm like, I'll run in a zigzag pattern. Because <laughs> <laughs> you creative and joy, that yeah. joy of living, right? Yeah. 
That's wonderful. So, so you want me to go over the characteristics sure, then of sure. uh, a number? This is the number four, right? Right. So, um, practical, capable of system, sy- sy- systematizing and managing, can produce order where little existed, willingness to work long and hard, much patience with detail, very conscientious, often seems to do better with difficult problems than with simpler work often seems to make the work harder by his peculiar approach, but nevertheless is capable of completing the work. And sometimes that is true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a serious approach, honest and sincere, responsible, strong likes and dislikes, strong expression of what is right and wrong, uh, fixity of approach. This can range from the positive expression of great courage to the negative expression of extreme stubbornness. Others see the four as somewhat rigid, but the four can rarely see that quality in himself. Do so. you do you see yourself in any of that? I do. I do. Um, strong likes and dislikes. Like strong <laughs> likes and dislikes. Um, he strongly dislikes it when Eddie jumps a fence <laughs> and runs across a field. Listen, I got to do what I got to do. I very, <laughs> very much wear my heart on my sleeve, so uh, yeah. it, you know it's very obvious when when I like something or. or when I don't like something. Um, and, and I see a lot of this, you know, from me and work as well. I work long, hard hours and, and it's, it's pretty typical of me. Oh, um, geez. Poor Pat. He, yeah. He's been stretched thin this past yeah. year up until, up until recently working, so, working them long hours. Yes. Yeah, man. Like. <laughs> but, um, yeah. 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 Bosses love you. Oh Bosses yeah. Bosses yeah. love you because you work so hard and you're so organized and you have a system for doing things, and you won't stop until it's done. Yeah, yeah. You, you also have a, a strength in your numbers that says you're highly determined. What you start, you finish. Yeah. Right. Even yeah. if it's a bad movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just don't want to turn <laughs> off. The that's jail. true. Because you guys were talking. What was that one terrible Bigfoot movie? Creature from Black Lake. Black Lake. And yes. Pat, you were just saying last week it was so bad, but you had to get yeah, through it. Yeah, you had to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just one of the. It's going to get better. It's just this movie's going to get better. And sometimes it doesn't, but you don't give up on it's it, not right? Right. It's just not. And he's <laughs> like, that was all my past lives. <laughs> it's going to get better. No, it didn't. Tears slowly rolls down my cheek. <laughs> One more thing I want to point out for you, though, Pat, that the other two don't have, is in your day of birth, your birth date, okay. the 22nd, mm-hmm. that's a special number, too. Just like Andy has that special number of 11, a number 22 can operate even at a, a higher vibration than Andy vibrates. So you just, can, can you see the twitch? You know, it's just, like, <laughs> it's just yeah. whatever. And yours is a 22, which means that you are seeking... To build a better world, okay, on a higher level, like an Oprah level, really. Nice. You know, turn the world around. Pets, pets. you get a new car, and Ooh. you get a new car. <laughs> That's the me? bumblebee of the numerology world. He's just buzzing away, just That's buzzing right. and vibrating, and there you go, right. bumbling along. So, so how would these dates work? One of the things I'm, I'm famous in in, in some of the groups I run in is is my birthday is November twenty second. Six years after John F. Kennedy was assassinated. So mm-hmm. is from one year to another, would November 22nd have, does that have any implications from one year to another? Yes, it does, as a matter of fact. Um, we have what we call the global year. Okay, when you look at the actual um, date, for example, um, 2022, 
mm-hmm. has when you add up the two two two, it's a six, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a mini peak of what we're going to see in a nine year cycle. So it's not you know not the big daddy of everything, but you end up with um, you know with a with a little rise in in what you're doing here. Now for you, um, you know you were born in a in a year where and a date and a year where you have that stability. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact it was it was really like uh, John F. Kennedy wouldn't have been um, tied to that exit date, really. I mean, his would be his date of it, birth. His date of birth, right? His date of, okay. date of birth. But yeah, we all felt the vibration though yeah. <laughs> of that eleven twenty-two. Well, and Pat, you were texting our our. We have a group text going on that's called Bigfoot Buddies. That's what we call <laughs> the ourselves. Squatchy the better. Bigfoot Buddies too. The squatchier the better. That's right. <laughs> and and Pat, you texted something interesting the other day. You're like, hey dudes. It's coming up on two. It's gonna soon. It's gonna two, be two, two twenty-two, two, twenty-two, and it's yeah. on a Tuesday. It's on a Tuesday, yes. So it's just two, two mania there. Um, can I, can I ask Terry? So I, I don't know if there's such a thing as a common or uncommon number, but like Mister Mister Four Pat and Eddie with the three and me with the eleven slash two. Are, are those are those common? Or, I mean, are those evenly dis- distributed over people, or what, what's? That's a really good, great question, and you're right. It is commonly distributed. You know, so about 11 percent of of um, the people fall into to each of those categories. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess statistically that would make sense, right? Well, yeah, and then that's that's birthday, and then you get into like our names too, right? right. And that's something we'll get into that later, I think. But yeah, that, that's yeah. that's a whole another yeah. little angle, I think, too. It, it is. Those, um, with your uh, date of birth, um, you're looking at your path itself. What journey are you on? What lessons will you learn? And then when you look at your name, um, you're, it's all coded because we deal with numbers and not letters. And so every letter has a number attached to it. An A would be a 1, mm-hmm. a B would be a 2. Okay. You get up to 9, which is um, an I, and then you start over again with J, and that would be a 1, carry that 1 energy. But when you're looking at the name itself, what you're seeing are the the talents and abilities that you've come with to help you along your journey. So, and I think that's something we might be talking about on the next time we get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll look forward to that. This has been it's been exciting. It's kind of it's yeah. kind of fun to to you know dive into what makes us tick, like on a cosmic level. Yeah. Why why are we the way we are? How does our birthday tie into that in the grand scheme of fate and destiny? And mm-hmm. yeah, it's really interesting. Well, Terry, so, like you said, we chose this. That's that's the idea behind this. That right. our our spirits, our higher selves, whatever you want to call it, chose this ahead of time. Well, yeah, your life between lives. You sit around and you figure out what did what did I do well in the last. And what do I want in the last life? And what do I want to practice the next time I come in? Mm. And then based on what it is you want to accomplish, then the date of birth gives you that oomph. And it's important to notice, though, and to note that any date of birth can be successful. It doesn't matter what whether you're a 4, an 11, a 2, a 3. Of course, you're unlimited, though, you know. Unlimited. You, unlimited. Where are my limits, Andy? <laughs> you don't have any. I don't have any. There's none. <laughs> Where's the top of this? <laughs> but, but you're looking at the potential. Anytime you're looking at a number, you're looking at potential, and yeah. potential's only about 20% mm. of, of what's going on in your life. It's all, the rest of it is free will. Oh, yeah. So you can come in here wanting to be that um, 
you know, that psychic medium and, and operate at a higher. But at some point you could just say, you know, no, thank you. Not this lifetime. Change your mind. Go hmm. off in a different direction. Hmm. So to the Ferdinand the Bull thing. To smell flowers. So <laughs> if, if somebody listening wanted to figure out their life path, wh- how would you recommend, you know, trying to figure out? Yeah, well, how, how can they reach? Do you want to go ahead and give out some of your contact information, Terry? And we, and we can also leave that in the show notes Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Uh, provide mm-hmm. links and all that, too. So. But, yeah, yeah, how can people get a hold of you? Well, um, through my website, it's dreamweavers.community. And I do private readings where I can just work one-on-one, and I can get to a level of depth a lot you know, a lot more uh, working with people one-on-one. But the real fun is when you can show up with friends, Mm -hmm. you know, because just like here, you know, you could really, you could really, because we all walk in with blind spots. And then Andy's telling, um, you know, Pat or or Eddie, well, Eddie, that's not, are you not seeing that you're exactly this person? That's totally (laughs) you. And so you get the friends come in and, gosh, sometimes it's three hours of just having a blast, just a party. So I'll do um, individual readings and also small groups. So they can get a hold of me through dreamweavers.community. Nice. Get ready, because I think a lot of our (laughs) listeners will be, will be, uh, and you know, and maybe for people listening, because we have listeners in Australia, we have listeners in in California. Denmark, it's crazy. So, you know, we could always talk, you know, Zoom, you know, Zoom conferences as well. If you're not in the Omaha area, we, you know, Terry can do that as well. Um, But this has been a, a fun show. Uh, Man. We, we it, you know, it's a good show. I think we've covered all the bases here. And, uh, oh, one and thing I did want to do real quick, uh, boys, if it's okay with you, you know, we've been a lot more active on social media lately in terms of just interacting with people and at the end of each show taking a taking a couple comments and mentioning some things that, that oh. you've said. And uh, one of the things that we recently asked people is... Uh, where is a place that you think is really haunted, either locally or around the world? I just wanted to give a couple shout-outs to people who mentioned that on Facebook. Uh, somebody named Denise Walter said, uh, I- Ione? Ione? How do you say that? Ione, California? Yeah, is it I-O-N-E? I-O-N-E. Ione. Ione, California. Denise said that the hotel is haunted and Preston Castle is amazingly haunted, too. Nice lady named Tammy Ramsey chimed in with her opinion. She said, I think it would be a combination of the oldest civilizations and strong religious beliefs. Uh, She says she would love the opportunity to visit with aboriginals, areas of the Middle East or Asia. Justin Hansen, we've mentioned him on the show before. Good old old J.H. J.H. says he thinks Ireland would be haunted, and uh, so would the southwestern USA. And Perry Salberg-Beckvar, she thinks that the castles in the British Isles and Europe. Um, a lot of people say in London, a lot of people say in England. Um, so yeah, thanks thanks everybody for, for chiming in with your opinions and or just it could be a friend's uh, apartment living room. <laughs> could be. <laughs> to be haunted could be. as well. Yeah, exactly. You never, never know. know. Well, uh, thanks to everyone uh, at freesound.org for providing us with some of the sound effects and music. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us, uh, email questions and suggestions at paranormaldads at gmail.com. Yep. I think, what else, guys? You want and t-shirts? Or thank oh. you, Terry, for, for joining us. And you're actually going to be back with us next next time. Because right. we're going to take a, a little deeper dive into some of this this information we have in front of us. Well, thanks so. for having me on. I've just really enjoyed it. You guys are fun. You're fun to work with. It's a good time. <laughs> well, until next time, everybody, keep it spooky, and we'll see you then. So long. See ya.
It's amazing how these, these things pick oh, up. Oh, I'm recording. They pick up intake of air. You're like, I'll just <laughs> turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's mic? nose whistle. This episode is brought to you by <laughs> Eddie's nose whistle. Dude, at night, when There's I wake up, I'm like, nose. ooh. <laughs> like, what happens to this part of... All I don't right. want to know what happens inside my face <laughs> at night. <laughs> what happens and to my nose? <laughs> this is a book. So this will be episode 69. What happens to your face at night <laughs> when you sleep, children? <laughs> Does my face come apart, Papa? <laughs> yes. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about <laughs> nose. Go to sleep. <laughs> Who's your daddy? Uh-huh. And what does he do? You blow the bogus. <laughs> you blow it now, do it. You get in the cleaner. Go to sleep now, do it. <laughs> do it. Sleep now. Shut up. <laughs> he is the greatest. <laughs> Have you seen that children's book, Go the F to Sleep? Oh, have I've you heard seen of this? It. I've it's seen insane. it. Have you seen yeah. this book? I've, I've heard about it. I it's so it. funny. It's when yeah. you're just so frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> Limitless potential. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new name. Setting the bar that's high. My, that's my arm wrestling name. <laughs> <laughs> Limitless potential. Oh, jeez. I don't even know where to start. You guys just have me in tears here. <laughs> <clears throat>